Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church of St. Paul, located in Roseville, Minnesota. We are a congregation of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, a congregation that is united in Christ for the sake of the world. Join us for worship in person or via our live stream Sundays at 11 a.m. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. The reading from today comes from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. Now let us attend for God's wisdom for us today. As to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we beg you, brothers and sisters, do not quickly be shaken in mind or alarmed, either by the Spirit or by the Word or by the letter as though from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes First, and the lawless one is revealed, the one disdain for destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship. So he takes his seat in the temple of God and declares himself to be God. You, do you not remember that I told you that these things when I was still with you? And you now know what is restraining him so that he may be revealed when his time comes. For the mercy of the lawless is already at work, but only until the one now restrains it is removed. And the, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will destroy with his breath of his mouth, annihilating him by the manifestation of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is apparent in the working of Satan who uses all power, signs, 
lying wonders, and every kind of wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them out, <coughs> sends them a powerful delusion, leading them to believe what is false so that they have not believed the truth but took pleasure in unrighteousness will be condemned. But we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits of salvation through sanctification by the Spirit, through the belief in the truth, for the purpose he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us by either word of mouth or by letter. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself, God our Father, whom loved us through the grace, gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts, strengthen them in every good work and word. This ends this reading, this holy word. May it be good news to us. I was talking with a colleague of mine about preaching this week. And she said, did you see the text? And I said, yes. And she's, whoa. And we sat there for a moment struggling to understand why the lectionary would visit us such text. This is an interesting lesson. It's a profound text. We hear these words of comfort. And we hear these words of judgment. And they're sandwiched right between one another. There's a dark side to this text. And there's a light side to this text. The other thing I'm struck at in initial reading of the text is that while this was written many thousands of years ago, how it speaks to the season of our culture right now, where people see powers and see their side not winning and the other side seems to be winning, and if only we had one true hope that could get us across there, people see a world of deception where truth is not in 
is not in abundance. It speaks as much to the community than as it does to our community. And then at the end, from verses 13 to the end, you hear these powerful words. God chose you as first fruits. Now, may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God the Father, who loved us through grace, give us eternal comfort and good hope. Hold fast to what has been told you because God has chosen you to do great things. My thinking about this second part leads me to explore how grace allows us to get off problematic thinking. My initial reading of this text led me to explore what is change. To be honest with you, when I read that section for the first time, it was not an easy part of the text to read. I find myself waking up every morning reading about the news of the day or moreover scrolling through the news of the day. And to be honest, I don't think we're heading toward the kingdom. And then to hear, oh, but by the way, God has chosen you to do good things. Me? You want me to stop Christian nationalism in the United States? You want me to stop what's happening over in Ukraine? You're calling me to stop that? Among getting everyone to their appropriate appointments, getting everyone to practice, walking the dog, doing the dishes. Oh, and I'm supposed to do that too. Yes, God, oh, I can go wherever you want me to go, but by the way, I cannot be at two places at the same time. I'm sorry. You created the universe. You figure that out. That's kind of the nature of matter. It rubs me the wrong way to hear that I'm supposed to do all, or we are supposed to do all these great things. And yet, I'll be honest with you, I don't think we have enough power to do that. We find ourselves in the season of elections. <coughs> Our brother in Christ, Raphael Warnock, the right reverend, who preaches from MLK's pulpit, 
remixed one of MLK's saying, a vote is a prayer about the kind of world we want to live in, and our prayers are stronger when we pray together. There's a lot of profound truth. There's a lot of gospel truth in that phrase, in that sentence, in that quote. It is not about all me being all things at all times, but me playing my part in the midst of the challenge. I am called to change this, but what does change mean? Let us look back at verse 16. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God the Father who loved us through the grace give us eternal comfort and good through the grace. I want to linger on that phrase there, through grace. Grace allows us to get off this black pill, if you will, this moment of despair to see the possibility. Grace is kind of like a rest stop. I know when you go into the grocery store, I'm not really sure what type of season it is. I know we just had Halloween, but yet I see Christmas things up already, and I'm still trying, where is Thanksgiving in the midst of this? This then leads me to have remembrances of getting in a Crown Victoria station wagon and driving up from North Carolina to go to see my parent or my grandparents and my uncle in Delaware. And there's a type of purgatory to be in the back seat of a car like that. This was the day before you had a cell phone or iPad. And all you had were activity books and staring out at the window. But there were these moments in time in that journey that we would take through Virginia and Maryland. And there would be this thing called a rest stop. Now, today, they're just a place to get off, to relieve oneself. But at the time, I think they did something else. Because in every rest stop, there was a map, right? And on that map, there was inevitably either a pin or a arrow that says, you are here. 
profound in that moment because you needed that because before there was GPS, before there was satellite navigation, before you could just go on your phone to figure the easiest route and start arguing with the phone about that, you had a map. And while reading a map and driving in a car, you can't do them at the same time. So you needed somewhere to pull off to figure out where you're at. For me, that's kind of what grace does. Grace gives us this moment in time to step outside the busyness of our world to say, wait a minute, where are we? How am I going to get to my destination? And is that really where I want to be? It's in this moment that grace gives me an ability to take myself out of the moment to engage the reality as it is so that I can figure out where is the exit I want to get off at. Because I think if we all have this type of negative thinking, it's kind of like being on the highway and you're just going to go right past where you wanted to get off at. That's why you need the rest stop to figure out where to get off at. For me, grace is that rest stop that allows me to find eternal comfort and good hope in the midst of a lot of challenging and problematic and despairing news of our day. And learning how to find rest stops along the way is one's life is crucial because it helps us travel better together. May it be so for us. Amen, amen, amen. Now I open this time for us to reflect on this. We hope this week's sermon was nourishment for your soul. If you would like to listen to past sermons, watch past worship services, leave a prayer request, or get directions to our worship location, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. May God be with you on your daily journey. Thank you.